Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And it's book club episode number two. Woo! We might actually uh, give you guys a double feature today of book club, a surprise additional book review. So be excited. Yeah, we, won't give, we won't give too much away about this surprise book because we want you to read it. Yes. But it was a book that both Alyssa and I happened to start reading on the very same night yeah. which was such a weird coincidence <laughs> yeah you snapchatted me a picture of the mm-hmm. book and said started this so good and I was like dude same <laughs> yeah we're just like on that wavelength now we are <laughs> on a separate note I just turned the heat on in my house oh how do you feel about that I feel fine I feel like my house is probably not that well insulated because okay it was like 60 degrees and it's like 60 degrees outside but it was just way too cold in here so I had to turn the heat on do you only have to turn your heat on if it gets like 32 degrees is that the rule or is there things I should know being a homeowner (laughs) oh I don't know I've never heard any rules like that well like eventually because you don't want your pipes to freeze so you have to turn yeah. it on at some point, but... Oh, so you have to turn it on if it gets to 32. Right, but, like, should it be earlier than that, perhaps? Well, if it gets cold enough and you are not comfortable, right. then yeah. <laughs> but, because I remember when we lived in our apartment, the heat turned on ex- strictly on October 15th, no matter what. And then it didn't, and then it turned off on April 15th, no matter what. That's true. And I remember, like, the first year we lived there, it was still 30, like, lower than 30 degrees after April 15th, and we were freezing. And then whenever it's hotter, and still in October, we are just dying of heat, which we usually were in that apartment anyway. Yeah. We are on the top floor. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I don't know. I feel like I need to start thinking about, like, getting ready for winter, but I'm, like, refusing to. <laughs> Winterizing your home. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially pretty- getting my maintenance person to double check, like, that the heat is functioning appropriately before winter mm-hmm. actually hits. <laughs> but um, Let us know if you have any tips. I mean, I pay, I think, $5 a month. To have Bomfi on call because that's who I had a home warranty through. And I think that's what it costs. And then twice a year, they'll come and make sure everything looks good. Just like before the seasons change, which is kind of nice. Just like because it sits there all year. So, oh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. That's my tip. It's pretty cost effective. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway, are we ready to talk about our September book club book? First, I was going to ask you, were you ever a fan of Saved by the Bell? Yes. Okay. So did you like, like, could you name the characters? And like- Oh, yeah, for sure. For some reason, it was always on while I was getting ready to go to school. Yes, the reruns. And, yeah. And then I would be, and then I would watch it while I ate breakfast. And then it was always on when I came home from school, yes. too. That and Gilmore Girls, I feel like, on yep. today. <laughs> 4 p.m. on ABC Family and yep. Gilmore Girls. Um, okay, so if you had to picture, after the show left off, what Zach Morris would be doing in 2019, what would you have said? Zach Morris, the character. 
In 20, well, how old would he be? Like 50-something? That's a good question. 40-something? Yes. Let's go with it 40s or 50s. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like he probably went to college. Maybe. Did he end up with Kelly? Yeah, they got married in, like, the movie afterwards. Okay. So, yeah. Because then, because the, there was, like, specials where they were in college, right? Yes. Okay. So, they got married, and now he's working some sort of job, living with Kelly. They probably have kids. <laughs> well, you're going to be able to find out because they're doing a reboot um, on NBC Universal, which is apparently another streaming service surprise. But the plot, like, kind of shocked me. It says um, the revival will find California Governor Zach Morris in, in hot water for closing too many low income high schools. A really specific premise. Right? When he suggests sending the affected students to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High, the influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much needed and hilarious dose of reality. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, that feels like a stretch. Also, so random. Although I was going to say, I feel like he was funny and weird, but like, more on the responsible, like, successful side. Like, he was going to go places. Right. Like, and Governor did not cross my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, he hasn't even, the actor, um, Mark Paul something, hasn't even signed on. So that might just be, like, they talk about Governor Zach Morris and he might not even be on the show because he hasn't agreed to be on the show yet. <laughs> so Or they'll have, like, another person who looks like him, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I just thought that was funny and not what I expected when I, like, left off with Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if he will still be married to Kelly Kapowski. I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure out. I probably won't watch it. Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't really need another (laughs) streaming service, but. Yeah. (laughs) I, I was kind of excited about the Full House reboot, but then I do not like that show at all. Me neither. I feel like. It's in its, like, fourth season or something, so people really like it, but... My, like, 10-year-old and 12-year-old cousins really like it? I feel like it is more like a Disney Channel show, so it's geared towards, like, younger kids. Yeah, it's campier. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, was it always this campy? Like, and we were just younger, so we didn't notice it? Or our show is just actually getting, like, campier? (laughs) I don't know. All these reboots, man. Going back to something we talked about on our last episode with Hannah, Visco Girl. Yeah. So I found this article, which for some reason ever since, I don't know if it's just like my phone listening to us have that conversation. (laughs) Probably. But ever since I found out what a Visco Girl is, I've seen stuff all over where it's like, you're probably a Visco Girl if you do these five things or... This article that I found is early 2000s Visco Girl. So it was like, if you had these things, you were an early 2000s Visco Girl. So I think we should do this quiz. Yes, let's do it. It's not actually a quiz, but it's just a list. So we'll see how many we can get. We'll tally them up. (laughs) (laughs) So the picture for the article is uh, Taylor Swift and her friend Abigail doing a mirror selfie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one, 
is Visco Girls of the Early 2000s watched Daria. Have you, have you heard of that show? It's a cartoon. I've heard of it, but I never watched it. It never, like, piqued my interest. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard of that, so not not me. Oh, for one. Two, they always had their Nalgene. What is that? It's a water bottle, the, like, big, like, cylinder water bottle with a screw-on cap. Oh, I definitely had one of those. So did I. My sister was actually really big on these and would always put her stickers all over them it's kind of funny to me that water bottles are trendy like there's always like a new kind that everyone mm-hmm. has which That's is like true. they're they're cups <laughs> but and I'm, they're so expensive yeah too. Uh, but such is life for real um okay number three their arms were covered in various wristbands oh for so sure. like those like live strong and yeah yep Oh, yeah. I had a collection of those. Okay, so I'll count that. Visco Girls of the early 2000s had a Zanga or live journal. I definitely had a Zanga. I don't know what a Zanga is. It was like a blog, basically. Like, all it was was, like, you could just post little updates. And I, like, actually learned how to do HTML coding so that I could make my Zanga look pretty. That is really cool, actually. Like, And I... And I did that for my MySpace, too. And I feel like it helps me, like, to this day in my job, like, know how to do stuff on websites because I taught myself how to do HTML when I was, like, a sophomore in high school. That is really cool, actually. I feel like I didn't know anything about HTML until taking a class in college. And then I promptly forgot everything I learned. So I'm impressed, but also did not have a blog, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think I got a Zanga. Yeah, I was not doing, like, sketchy things, but I feel like I spent a lot of time on the internet just, like, doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> but not in a bad Dot, not dot, in a bad dot. Way. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I probably didn't need to make a Zanga and, like, write about my life on the internet yeah. as an eighth grader, but I did. I mean, we know a lot more about the safety in the world. True. True. And, like, the names are always, like, Sunshine or my screen names and stuff. (laughs) Uh, So embarrassing. I love it. Okay, number five, they always had a disposable camera. I definitely was was super into disposable cameras. I had them, yes, a lot. I'll count that. I would always bring them to camp. Like, I'd bring, like, five different ones to camp. And then, like, the biggest... The best part about going to camp was getting your photos developed <laughs> after you got home. So, like, we're missing that, like, delayed gratification because now we can just delete it and retake a photo if we don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, six, they were always taking MySpace surveys. Did you do, the, do those? Yes. Yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, Visco Girls of the early 2000s love the movie Gar- Garden State. I feel like I've heard of that, but I haven't seen it. Have you? No, I haven't seen it. So Maybe we'll have to watch one. it. Movie night? Number eight, they had a collection of lip smackers for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone had those. <laughs> mm-hmm. They shopped at Delia's 100%. <laughs> the catalog. Yep. Or the, yeah. Wore those these choker necklaces. You can't see the photo, but are they like the wiry type? Yeah, like the fishing line almost material. Yep. Did yes. you have those? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yep. They use a Jansport bag. Yep. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. And they learned how to code so they could design their MySpace pages. Oh, you're a Visco girl. I'm such an early 2000s Visco girl. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is one that I didn't get into. Briscoe girls of the early 2000s loved The Sims. I was never a Sims fan either, but our friend Lauren really liked The Sims. Really? So I know, like, I know a lot of people that were, like, obsessed with it, but yeah, that was not for me. While people were playing The Sims, I was playing, like, Harry Potter computer games. <laughs> oh my gosh, this one, I totally had, like, five of these. Those studded belts oh with like gems and stuff on them um no like the like metal studs oh. like all around like from like hot topic yes i had that i had one of those yes i, I had a black was... one and a white one and i think another color too i thought it was pretty cool <laughs> they loved paul frank i didn't really get into paul frank i had like a paul frank folder do you know what Paul Frank is? No. Rela- any relation to Lisa Frank? Um, <laughs> so Lisa Frank was like neon glitter, like cat folders. Yeah. And my Paul Frank is like this monkey guy that, that was on like t-shirts and stuff. Oh, I don't think so. That does not sound familiar if I had it. Biscuit Girls of the early 2000s loved trolls. <laughs> really? You know those like little I know like, what they are. troll dolls? Yeah, did you have them? I don't know. I I probably at some point, but the ones in this picture that it shows is are just like little they look like little Happy Meal toys. Oh, I feel like those were popular like even before that. Like I have an aunt that still has all of hers from when she was a kid. Oh. So hmm. I think of them as being like older than that. But I guess I don't know. Okay, next one. They had a lava lamp. <laughs> Did you have one? Yes. <laughs> did you? I don't, I don't think I ever did. I'm not sure, though. I had a blue one. It was great. Oh, the one in the picture is blue. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Did you ever have a blow-up chair, like an inflatable chair? No. I had a potato chip chair. That was, But no, not oh. a blow-up one. I had a potato chip chair, too, but I was, like, obsessed with this purple blow-up chair and ottoman that I had in my room. <laughs> would it, like, deflate as time went on and you'd have to, like, re-put air yeah. in it? Yeah, yep. And I would sit in it and, like, try to read. And then after, like, an hour, I would be sitting on the ground. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it keeps you busy, right? <laughs> but it always blow it back up. Right? I love it. I mean, cheap furniture, uh, too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I forgot about these. An iZone camera. I don't know what that where is. It's like kind of like a Polaroid, but you just take a picture and it comes out in this little strip and it's like a teeny tiny, like a one inch by one inch picture on this like strip of paper. I don't think I ever had that. Did I don't know if I had one, but I know I have little pictures like this that I've saved in like little boxes. Oh, yeah, I don't know that I – I don't think so. I think I was uh, too busy with my disposable cameras. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Visco girls of the early 2000s loved roll-on body glitter. I had that at some point from Bath & Body Works. Yep. <laughs> um, they had a robust collection of milky gel pens. Oh. Definitely. Did you give yourself um, gel pen tattoos? Yes. Oh. 
so great gel pens were like a point of contention in my family like <laughs> they had to be banned because my sister and I would just fight over them. <laughs> Visco girls of the early 2000s had glow-in-the-dark stars on their ceilings. They're still in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> I love them. I mean, they're they're a genius idea. They're solar. Yeah. Or I don't know what. They're not solar. How do they light up? Just like from other light? Yeah. Like kind of like glow-in-the-dark where you it gets recharged. Yeah. Whatever by. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. They wore these bead bracelets, and it's those ones that are like the circular beads, kind of like metallic y, yeah, like stretchy bracelets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still wear bracelets like that, so <laughs> um, I don't anymore, but I definitely did. <laughs> they had at least one terrible experience with sun in the spray, like the lemon spray for your hair. I don't think I've ever used that. What is it supposed to do? You're supposed to put it, it's kind of like, you know, where if you put lemon juice in your hair and go sit in the sun, it's supposed to like lighten it up more. I did not know that actually. Life hack. Oh, yeah. I don't know if like it works for people who aren't blonde, but that was a thing. I never had this, but but I've seen it before where you spray it on your hair and then just go sit it out and try to, and I, I don't know if it works. Apparently, you can have a terrible experience, so. Yeah. I guess no one in my household was blonde, so I it probably wasn't, like, something I paid attention to, but interesting. Next one. Early 2000s Visco Girls wore butterfly clips. Oh, yeah. Yep. I feel um, like those are making a comeback. Really? Yeah. Like, different types of hair clips are making a comeback, for sure. Um... They wrote on their Converse sneakers. Um, I didn't write on them, but I had bought Converse sneakers that looked like they had writing all over them. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it looked like it was, like, a chalkboard writing. <laughs> I still Dang. have them to this day, actually. I definitely would write on my shoes. <laughs> In this picture that it shows, it says RAR, R-A-W-R. Oh, my gosh. Uh, why was that a thing? I don't I know, like but I can, like, see People it. had, like, t-shirts that said, RAR, dinosaur. Yeah, but I can, like, see RAR being written in Rachel, my friend from high school's handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you said that, I was, like, taken to that moment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Labeled all of their burned CDs. Yes. <laughs> of course. I still have one that I haven't thrown away that it was a mix that a friend made me and it's like still sitting in my office because I had it in my old car and then I took it out and now I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it, but also I'm never going to use a CD player. I know, but they were, they were so special. I know. Now you just have to make them a Spotify playlist. That's true. I could, yeah, that's true. I should just make my, a mixed CD Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Early 2000s Visco Girls loved Gap Sense. With, like, perfumes. I don't think I ever had Gap perfume. I don't think I did either. I was not a big Gap shopper as a child. Or now, for that matter. They kept track of their daily lives in planners. Oh, I lived. And still kind of do live by a planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is, like, fuzzy neon pink cheetah print. <laughs> they took mirror flash selfies. Yes. Obviously. There's still, like, photos on Facebook from, like, junior year of high school where... 
me and my friends are taking mirror selfies in the bathroom. We did that like two years ago together. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's not as bad when it's like Snapchat and that's it true. only lives for twenty four hours. That's true. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Also, we were doing it jokingly. I know it was meant to be mm-hmm. a joke. Yes, we're always taking photos in MacBook photo booth. Yes. Oh yeah. I was actually just looking at those recently where we were like laying on the floor of our dorm and it was myself, our friend Yen Yen and Maya and we were just like making weird faces and then decided to upload all of them to Facebook. So they're still all on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was like the thing to do. So that was all of them. There was, I feel like mine were like 20 out of 30. So. Mine were 15. So I will count myself as an early 2000s Visco girl. I uh, am halfway there. <laughs> Do you think you're still a Visco girl? Not of today's standard, I don't okay. think. I don't think so either. I definitely, like, I was thinking about a girl that I work with, and I was like, oh, she's totally a Visco girl. <laughs> totally. Okay, should we get in to the lovely Eleanor Oliphant? Yes, Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman was the book that we read this month. I feel like we should probably read some of the reviews before we start talking about it. Yes. So first of all, I just want to read the summary of the book. Yeah, that's a good call. And then we can talk about what it was really about. (laughs) Yes. It says, meet Eleanor Oliphant. She struggles with appropriate social skills and tends to say exactly what she's thinking. Nothing is missing in her carefully timetabled life where weekends mostly consist of frozen pizza, vodka, and phone chats with mummy. But everything changes when Eleanor meets Raymond, the bumbling IT guy from her office, whose big heart will ultimately help Eleanor find the way to repair her own profoundly damaged life. Smart, warm, and uplifting, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine is the story of an out-of-the-ordinary heroine whose deadpan weirdness and wit make for an irresistible journey as she realizes the only way to survive is to open your heart. It sounds then there, so uplifting. It does. And it sounds like it's going to be kind of like a love story, too. Yeah. Then some of the reviews say, a wacky, charming novel, novel, hilarious and moving. This one says, sweet and satisfying. Will speak to introverts who have ever felt a little weird about their place in the world. And this is where Emily became officially offended. <laughs> yes, because, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about what the book's actually about. And then we can, I can explain why that offends me. Yeah. So the book even on the front, is beautifully written and incredibly funny. And yes, there were funny parts, but they were, like, cringy. And it basically is focusing on her figuring out her childhood trauma and was, like, I would classify it as a pretty dark novel. hmm Yes. Totally. So, to summarize, and hopefully you've read the book if you're listening to this, but Eleanor is kind of like this weird girl. You find out she's in her late 20s. She's working in like a city in Scotland. And she is just kind of weird. Like she doesn't fit in at work and she doesn't pick up on social cues and just kind of spends her life alone. And throughout the book, you hint, like it drops hints about what happened to her as a child and like why she is the way she is. And you end up finding out that she is the way that she is because she was abused really badly by her mom and like her verbally sis- and physically. And her sister was killed by her mom in a fire because her mom was trying to kill both her and Eleanor. And 
and like ended up like the mom ended up dying and the and the her younger sister died but Eleanor survived and then lived the rest of her life in foster care yeah and the big twist was that she would have these weekly calls with mummy and it turned out they were all in her head because her mom had actually died in the fire so she was she just needed to like let go of her mom in her head which I did not see coming but you said you predicted yeah I I didn't predict it but I thought like it was possibility just based on like the things that she was saying about herself and and how they matched what her mom would say when her mom had had conversations with her so well fake conversations right (laughs) so I was not a fan of this book I I wanted to get to the end, mm-hmm. so, like, it kept me reading, I guess, to, like, yeah, figure same. out what was happening, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone. Right, and I was waiting, so, as, just, like, from a novel, like, a book plot standpoint, it gave away everything that was going to happen throughout the book. Like, I was waiting for, like, a bigger twist at the end, and there, there wasn't really one, it just kind of ended. And yeah. Maybe that's because I'm used to reading like mystery novels where there's like eight twists at the end right and that's so easily resolved not that it's like it's easy to like go to therapy and deal with your demons but like Mm -hmm. it the book just kind of was like oh and by the way her mom was was dead this whole time she's gotta deal with that okay woo, she's great now so that's why I'm like I don't get why this says we'll speak to introverts who have had who have felt a little weird it's like just because you're an introvert doesn't mean and you're a little weird doesn't mean that you had like crazy childhood trauma right and I would argue anyway she didn't even feel weird because she didn't know what she was doing was weird right she was content she was kind of like more of a recluse than an introvert yeah like I would describe her as because she would just Mm -hmm. like only hang out by herself outside of work yeah and that's different than an introvert yeah so thanks bustle for your review of this book but it's wrong (laughs) <laughs> but you're wrong maybe it, this will speak to someone that has gone through similar trauma we just felt misled yeah I think it should have been framed more of more for what it was you know right like I was expecting I, I guess I don't really know what I was expecting because it was totally different from what was described but I was talking to my friend who's a social worker and she had said she just read this book and she was like oh I loved it wasn't it such like an inspiring story I've just like cried and cried like she had such an incredible journey and so then I was like oh well I guess from like a social worker standpoint like watching someone deal with their trauma and become better for it that is heartwarming and uplifting but I don't know I guess I don't think that that was the point of the book like it didn't feel like that was the point of the book right yeah no I agree I even that it's still not heartwarming and uplifting it's uplifting that she like dealt with her demons but I think that if I had different expectations I probably would have enjoyed it more mm-hmm. however I will say one positive thing came out of reading this book and that is Emily found a new favorite snack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In the book they talked, she talked about buying these biscuits and they were basically like crackers with currants in them. So for a book club, we got some and Emily's a fan and I think they're pretty good too, actually. They're good. I think I ate too many of them and now I don't think I need any more ever again. <laughs> but 
I think that's all we really need to say about Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. So let us know what you guys thought. If you read the book, reach out, send us an email, comment on our Instagram or or Facebook and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Maybe you totally disagree with us. Yeah, we would love to know. Yeah. (laughs) Help us understand. (laughs) For real. Okay. So bonus book club. Bonus book club. The book that Alyssa and I both just finished is The Wedding Party by Jasmine Gilleroy. Uh, sure. Yeah, we'll link it in the description. But it's actually the third book of what's kind of a series, but not really, because I don't think you have to read them in order to to get what's going on. Yeah, just the characters from the previous books are like sub-characters, like friends and such. Yeah, so... In the first book, the side characters are the main characters in the next book. Yep. So, yeah, what did you think about the wedding party? I really liked it. I mean, after reading, like, a heavier book, I like to read – I like – our friend Dealey called them vacation books, which are just, like, lighthearted, actually uplifting, like, (laughs) lighthearted books that – it's kind of like a Hallmark movie in book form, I think of. Exactly. Or, like – a, a cheesy Netflix movie. Yeah, like you know it's going to work out mm-hmm. and everyone's going to fall in love at the end and live happily ever after. And that's like what I want sometimes out of a novel. Yep. Yeah, I just finished, was reading Devil in the White City, which is kind of like a historical recount of the World's Fair in Chicago in the 1890s and the serial killer that was killing a lot of women and how they like no one caught him for the longest time. <laughs> Um, and it was really creepy but also interesting because it talked a lot about architecture in Chicago but after that I was like okay I need just like a light story that will take my mind off of creepy things and I think this probably did the trick right (laughs) it did and I I read it in less than a week I think I got it last Tuesday same so easy like quick reads I'm entertained and the the plots are all different enough that I'm like still intrigued the whole time Mm -hmm. so it keeps my attention but yet it's like not as deep of subject matter so it's easier to read in between heavier novels which it's like heartwarming like feel good yes it's like a hug in a book Feel good stuff. Yep, exactly. (laughs) 10 out of 10 recommend. Yes. Let us know what you think. We also just realized that this week, actually, a new, the fourth installment of this quote-unquote series is coming out. Yeah, and apparently it's about the mom of the main character of the last (laughs) book, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, that was a little unexpected. It's usually all people around, like, same age navigating life, but... We're going to give it a shot, but let us know what you think if you have read the series or plan to. All right. Well, that is our book club episode and bonus book club. The October book, if you're wanting to keep reading along with us, is called Small Sacrifices by Anne Rule. We'll also link that in the show notes, so check it out. That book club will be on our October 28th episode. It is... A little kind of a creepier vibe. It's based on a true story about these kids that were attacked, supposedly, but it turns out it might have actually been their mom that attacked them, So, and about how that trial goes. So tune in. It'll be kind of Halloween-ish theme, October Book Club, but it sounds like a good story. So if you're you're not feeling the 
the darker vibes maybe pick up the wedding party yes (laughs) or at least read it in between (laughs) yeah use that to kind of cleanse your palate from the creepy books yes (laughs) so looking forward to that thanks everyone for listening to this episode of floral couch conversations you can find us on facebook instagram floral couch conversations and if you have any questions or want advice about anything, feel free to reach us, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. If you're liking what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell everyone you've ever met. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.